Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It's Friday, March 12th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside the scorching hot Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. Over 350 again last night on FanDuel Coach. Terrific lineup. How are you feeling today? Feeling great, man. It's it's awesome because you can actually say affectionately known as coach because I'm <laughs> on a hot streak because there's a few other words that people have a tendency to put in there instead of affectionately if I've had a few losers. <laughs> so we'll we'll stick with affectionately today. But yeah, it was it was fun. It was a great uh, sweat last night. I needed a, a like with three seconds left, a three point play from Jalen Brunson to bust that. Uh, 350 mark, which I've sort of set. It used to be 300, but now the the, the mark that I'm trying to shoot for every day is 350 because you know the the uh, money lines are have gone up so much. Right. But yeah, it was a fun slate. A lot of interesting things going on. I mean, this next week and a half is going to be crazy because the trade de- deadline is in a week and a half, and you know you've got all these this new. Uh, buying out phase which is more than ever before with the drummonds and now the pj tuckers and all these guys these teams you know lamarcus aldridge that are parting ways and looking for other spots for them so all of that stuff's going to take place in the next week and a half and we'll get a much better picture of uh, what we're going to be looking like down the stretch yeah, absolutely. And we're we're more about building relationships here at DFS Coach Talking as opposed to ending relationships like yeah. some of these NBA teams and players. I mean, I had to joke, I had to chuckle when I saw the announcement about PJ Tucker and Houston agreeing to part ways. Sounds like a relationship gone bad, a, ro- yeah. a romantic one, but um we're we're, you know, we're into building relationships, building winners, and uh, we want to thank all of our, our members who've joined this week and invite uh, everyone else to join us, uh, take advantage of Coach's hot streak. Um, so dfscoachtalk.com if you want to join the family we'd love to have you and tonight coach seven game slate and yes we're gonna build a two brains are better than one gpp lineup here uh, at yeah. the end of the show so uh, excited about that we're gonna go through big the surprise for our friday show we usually do that on wednesdays but you were traveling still so we're we're dropping the bomb here on the the big money two brains are better than one and we need both brains, believe me. So we're ready. That's right. So uh, <laughs> let's get after it here. Nine of the 14 teams involved in a back-to-back. So yeah. more than half, only one game over 230 in terms of the total on our uh, yes. presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa. It is the yes. first game of the night, Philly and Washington. Nice. Uh, great pace here. Uh, four and a half point favorites uh, for Philly. The total is 234. We have Simmons still out because of the health and safety protocols. We have Embiid questionable. We think there's a good chance he'll be back in the lineup. And then with Washington, a fellow named Bradley Beal is questionable. So how do you break yeah. this one down? Well, it's you know news dependent really with Beal. Um, you know, I, I just read that Embiid's somewhat upgraded from questionable to probable. So I'm pretty sure he plays. And, you know, uh, but with Simmons remaining out, you know, we'll, we'll look at it that way uh, as far as breaking down Philly. But that Bill news is huge. I mean, I don't know about you, but, it, you know, we've sort of stated it. If Beal or Westbrook sits, you, you almost feel obligated to play the other guy, don't you think? Yes. Yep. I figured you'd be on track with that. So, 
you know, that's the first that, and that's going to dictate the domino effect here in the other games, because if we're paying up for Westbrook, who's a cool 10, one on FanDuel, um, 10, you know, two on it, DraftKings yep. and 10, two on DraftKings. So it, uh, you know, creates a situation that affects some of your other plays. Now, if Beal does play and no restrictions, it is a sore knee. It's not, so it's, it is a concern, but if he plays with no restrictions, uh, I may buy up elsewhere, but if he sits, boom. So there's the first big domino. We have to watch those, that news throughout the day. Like you said, you know, Philly's uh, four and a half, it's 234. That number is beautiful. It's a big fat number, the biggest on the board. Uh, you know, Philly is seventh, Washington first in pace. Love it. Washington 27th in D. So we love that. The only uh, question mark here that's a concern is Philly is second and gaining on L.A. They're about to be the best defensive team in the league. And, you know, that could be an interesting uh, dilemma here. Now, the heart of that defense, of course, is Simmons and Embiid. And so 50% of that duo with Simmons sitting opens up a little bit uh, for Washington there. So, you know, this could be a very important game on the slate. Um, I, I'm i going to assume, and then we'll change it as the day goes, that that Beal sits. And again, it's, it's 100% 50-50. I do not have that uh, knowledge. But I'm going to, you know, pencil in uh, Beal, or I'm sorry, Westbrook. And, you know, with if Beal does sit, I like to, to plug in a secondary Washington guy. And we've got such a, an array to choose from that actually, you know, with all of the usage opening up if, if with Beal sitting, uh, it becomes, you know, some playable guys that you can get super duper cheap. And, you know, it's it's it may not, you know, make you extremely happy, but the Raul Nettos, Garrison Matthews, Rui Hashimura, even uh, Mo Wagner with his uh, center minutes being split up, uh, he, he gets uh, some decent DFS points per minute. So uh, when that news breaks, hopefully plug in Westbrook and his sidekick as a value guy, whichever that guy may be. And then on the Philly side, you know, I, I know Curry's or uh, Milton's not starting. A lot of people went to Curry. Milton had somewhat limited minutes, but still was 6X. And I just huge upside there. And it's against Washington. So I, I like Shake Milton coming off the bench still. Um, you know, I think he's just such a candidate for an 7, 8X easy if he went 6X in limited minutes uh, last time out. Seth Curry's going to take a lot of shots and is is definitely tempting. Um, you know, Tobias Harris isn't the 100% lock and load like he was yesterday with Embiid out, but he's still well in play, even though he's a little costly. And then, you know, Joel, again, how can you not like Joel Embiid here? I mean, rested, check. Uh, not injured, check. It's just, it was a COVID protocol tracing uh, deal. So, I mean, he's going against Washington, fastest pace, terrible defense. Yeah, I mean, if he plays 30, 32 minutes, he ought to just destroy the slate. So there's a good chance, Andrew, that my entire slate will be riding on the first game of the night if I go Westbrook on one side and Embiid on the other for both payup plays, love the 
the way those two mix together there, it really gives you some good balance. And then possibly uh, layering in one value guy from each side with like a Milton and and possibly a Mo or Rui. So I love this game, man. There's not much not to like, don't you think? I agree. And that's how my lineup is built right now. Russell uh, Westbrook and Joel Embiid, the anchors cool. on the opposite sides of, of the build. Um, so I, I I like the setup here if Beal sits because, yeah, Philly is second defensively, but without Simmons, if Westbrook's out there by himself, he should just dominate the ball, the usage, and uh, and get it get it done. And with right. Embiid on the other side, I mean, we saw what Joe Val just did to Washington, 29 and 20. I'm pretty sure yeah. I'm pretty sure Embiid can match that and and exceed it. Do that one-handed. <laughs> exactly. Either <laughs> hand. Uh so I like both of those studs. As for the value plays, Neto, Rui, even Bertans certainly in play. Again, if Beal is out, then you you get more right. excited about these guys. I also like Denny Avdia in the 3K range on both yeah. sides. Boy, uh, he played off in spades for me the last time. Yeah. He was super low owned and he's He's really a decent ball player. I mean, he's 19 years old, but he can play. He is, and he's got a nice stroke. He's big and athletic enough. He got 24 minutes against Memphis, 13-6. and six. And Matthews has been starting, but he's more of a placeholder. He usually doesn't get 24 minutes. So I like Avdia there coming off the bench and getting some shots. I think that's a great call. With Philly... I do have one question for you, though, yeah. and you can answer it when you're going over Philly. If... If Beal does play, are you still going to play Westbrook? No. Okay. That's I just I feel the same way, but I just don't want to abandon ship that quickly. I wanted to get your opinion, so thank yep. you. With the Philly guys, uh, yeah, Shake and Seth Curry both in play for me again. They were solid in you know half the game, basically six x each. Seth's a little bit cheaper today. The uh, you know, he went five for 15, so he could have been even better, but he did, yeah. he did twist his ankle there in the middle of the game. I was worried he was going to come out, mm. but that's the only thing here since it is a back to back. How's he feeling? So we'll see if anything new pops up there. Um, I also want to mention Thibel, who had 30 fantasy points and uh, started. Now he did shoot five for five from the field and get five steals. So I don't think we'd get that again. But if he starts, he's still low 3K range. I could see him getting 20 fantasy points against Washington pretty easily with their up-tempo. I wouldn't be surprised if he got a couple more steals. So he's a value play here. And I probably won't go to Tobias today with Embiid back in the mix. Well, You know, I live my life in GIFs. I post them everywhere all the time. And it's funny because my brain works that way now. When you, when you mentioned uh, Thibel, I went to my mouse. I wanted to post a gif that said trap with light <laughs> lights flashing <laughs> yeah i mean five for five with five steals mm, and now you've got him bead back yikes i would that's a little bit of chase if you ask me yeah i i just you know maybe we should just address that term here i don't like the term chase um, okay you know I, I don't know do you believe in hot streaks in the nba i believe in hot streaks but when it's when it's one-offs like this, you know, if, if it's if it's Jamal Murray's got three games in a row where he's hit five threes, I'm not chasing that. That's just smart playing. But Thibel had his highest game of the season, and 
went 100% from the field. So to me, a chase is when a guy just automatically looks like regression and he's going to be over-owned because of the last performance, if that makes sense. Yeah, and to me, it does depend on the player. It also depends on the price. I mean, the guy is still 3100 on DraftKings. And if he's starting again, like I said, I do expect some regression. But if yeah. he gets only 20 fantasy points, then he's he's still at 7x. So that's the um, potential attraction there. I got you. I didn't mean to, to trash your pick. I just, you know... I like to I, I I said that so he'll probably have like six six threes, but I did not offer to eat my notes this time, as you notice, because I learned the hard way. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's a it's a good thing to to talk out and think through oh, because yeah. on the on the flip side, you know, when somebody's cold and he has a couple bad shooting nights and we say, Well, let's avoid him, he's cold. To me, it's yes. the same thing. You're not. Are you chasing that he's going to have a third bad game in a row? I mean, I it's it's a streak to me. Guys can have hot streaks. Yeah. They can have cold streaks. You know, depending. I'm on- with you, but I think the the difference that I see, and then I agree with you 100. percent You know, and I'll use the same example. Jamal Murray's one of the best pure shooters in the league. He's just when he sees a couple go in, he's going to just fire and, and make everything. So if he has two bad games. I don't see Jamal Murray as you're chasing a guy that you're on the opposite side of the coin because you think he's going to get hot, but he's shown a history of being close to the 90-50-40 club. He can shoot it. But if it's a guy that's a secondary banana that comes off the bench that you know happens to have two cold games, that's probably means he's going to lose minutes in the rotation. He's not going to see the floor as much. He's not going to finish the game. So that's that's sort of the differentiation of the way I look at it, you know? Gotcha. All okay. right, game two here. Let's see who we might want to look at or fade. It's Denver and Memphis, uh, 227.5 total. This one's also at 8 o'clock. Uh, late slate start here, by the way, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, what's with it? We get a full hey, hour. And it's only seven games. This is a crazy Friday night. Some and you know what's even more bizarre? Tonight at 2 a.m., you move your clocks forward. Is it tonight? So, it's not yes. Sunday? It's Saturday. Well, it's considered Sunday at 2 o'clock in the morning. Well, this oh, is yeah, Friday, it's right? tomorrow night. I'm sorry. One day off. It's, okay. it's, I mean, the days don't really matter in NBA I've DFS, lost right? Track. It's just it's another I don't slate. even know what month it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I just thought an hour early for the – or an hour later for the slate, and we get to move the, the clocks back tomorrow. So there you go. Yeah. All right, uh, Denver favored by three here. And this is the front end of the back-to-back for the Fighting Joe Stantons. And they've yeah. got a little bit of a different mix here. We've got Compazzo back in the lineup. We still have uh, Gary well, thank Harris. Thank you for not swearing at yeah, me this see? time. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Harris and RJ Hampton still out. Now we have question marks for Jamichael Green and Paul Millsap. Yeah. And then on the Memphis side, we have uh, Grayson Allen back in the mix. And these are important designations to me, even though they are secondary players. All of a sudden now we've got a bunch of guys for Denver. If Jamichael Green and Paul Millsap are playing and getting 20 minutes or so, you get you get a little bit taken away from Michael Porter Jr. Uh, with Compazzo, that takes away a little bit from Monte Morris and Dozier. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how that sorts out. Um we have Memphis with the, the good pace here. They're eighth, but they're also sixth defensively. Yeah. And with Denver and their 28th pace, 
I'm not I'm not thrilled about this game again because it is the front end of a back to back with multiple guys coming back into the lineup for Denver. So I'm not going to pay up for Jokic here. I'd rather pay up for Embiid. Uh, Barton I think is a decent price uh, in the 5K range, but other than that, I'm not looking at much for Denver. Dozier is still a potential play 4K and under. With Memphis, uh, very similar. We saw with their game against Washington, they had a 10-man rotation, yeah. and and now we have Grayson Allen coming back. So what does that do to, to Bain, who's been starting? He's a good value. Uh, Melton uh, has had some good games here, but he only played 18 minutes. What happens with, with Allen? I mean, that just messes up the, the guard rotation quite a bit, and it makes me want to steer away from it. Um, John Morant, though, around 8K, he's he's probably the one guy I might look to here. And uh, if he can go after Murray, uh, you know, he would be a, a, a nice mid-tier point guard to, to match up with Russell Westbrook. And then with the forwards, um, not going to mess with Kyle Anderson and, and Clark. They basically split minutes. They're pretty pricey. Uh, one potential punt play would be Tillman, and that's... You know, that would be a GPP play and, and hope that your man Joval got into foul trouble again. Uh, we know that happens. <laughs> it does happen, and, and they're going to need a big body against Jokic. Tillman is not a, a real ceiling guy, though, normally as a backup. In the last 10 games, he's only gone over 20 fantasy points once. Um, and there are a couple big guys later that I like a little bit better. Uh, but those are just the possibilities I'm looking at. But But probably not much for me from this game. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's not a bad game. I mean, it, the, the spread's pretty close. It's like the third highest total out of the seven. You know, you've got uh, decent pace, uh, at, you know, from Memphis. But I respect the defenses. I'm with you. There's just a lot of muddled stuff here. You know, I I vote for Millsap and Green just not playing anymore. It's a much easier rotation. Yeah. When we have them in there, it just really hurts, you know, the Porters and Bartons and, and, and uh, you know, creates confusion there. I think Monty Morris may even get squeezed out of some minutes, especially with Faku back. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Denver just, it, it's very tough there. Now, the Joker's a Joker. That's, you know, obviously a, a pay-up potential guy. Uh, but I'm I'm going Embiid over Joker tonight. Uh, on the Memphis side, yeah, I you know their depth is really pretty darn good, and they've had to find that out by guys being out so much with different ailments and COVID and everything. But I'm with you. I I just don't have the courage to roll the dice with with five guard rotation that are all getting minutes. Uh, I like Jaw. Uh, I think he's he's dangerous and on Jamal Murray also on the other side. But, you know, looking up the the basketballreference.com that it's not like they're going to guard each other the whole time by any stretch. You're going to get some Dylan Brooks on Jamal Murray, which hurts. And you're going to get some Will Barton at times on John Morant, which also hurts. So if I knew they were going to play the majority of minutes against each other, they'd be both be much more playable. And I don't know. I know you're a big John Morant guy, and I like him, but it seems like he's always real close to making my lineup. And then I look at the way he shoots the three ball, which percentage-wise is, is really awful. And it, it it just makes me think that that ceiling 
is slightly held down uh, by his outside shooting. Am I accurate there? I, you know, that surprised me. I haven't seen his three-point number lately. Uh, okay. I don't know what that is exactly. I would have thought it would have been solid because uh, okay. I like the looks of his stroke. Always have since college. Yeah, it's pretty stroke. It just—I don't know if it's a little flat or what the deal is, but uh, the thing with you know, Jaw is he just doesn't always get the big minutes like some of these other point guards. Yeah, they don't overplay their guys. They really don't. Um, um, I'm looking right now at his field goal percentage is 45 percent because he finishes a lot at the rim, but he's 22 percent from three. That stings. Wow, I didn't realize he was shooting that poorly this year. That is yeah. that is not good, Jaw. Come on now. Yeah, he's got to get that together. I'll tell you what, though. He is averaging 31 minutes a game. That's got to be up from quite a bit from last year, so that's encouraging. Um, but anyway, I wonder, you know, Jaw, like I said, he's always on the cusp, and I think he's really good, but uh, we'll see how if, if he can pick up that, that shooting a little bit. Um, as far as, you know, so I don't, I, I mean, I'm not sold on anybody in this game. I, I think I should be, though. It feels like this game needs to have some uh, representation. But, uh, you know, I'm just not diving on anybody. There's too much splitting of time, both benches. I agree with you. I have no way I have the courage to take Joval where he, you know, has to follow Jokic or get in trouble. Now, Joval did crush it last time, though, for the record. But, uh yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I I don't feel like this is a game that I should completely pass, but I think I probably am. Okay. Game three, it's Cleveland and New Orleans, 228.5 total. New Orleans favored by 7.5 at home, coming off an absolutely horrendous 30-point <sighs> loss to Minnesota. And God, they look bad. Awful. Yes. Terrible. We have interesting news here. Do you remember this guy named Kevin Love? Coach, I, I believe so. Isn't uh, I believe that he's played some basketball at some point. Sometimes for the Cavaliers, he might be playing tonight. He's questionable. Garland is questionable. And then do you remember this other fellow, Larry Nance Jr. His dad. I, I know in the his NBA? dad. Yeah. I watched his dad play for the Cavs back in the day at at uh, the arena. Yeah. Um, what was that place called? Uh, Richfield Coliseum. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was there for multiple games, but uh, yeah, this uh, talk about a, a mixed bag of tricks now with Cleveland, huh? Yeah, so so Larry Nance Jr. might play, and then we've got uh, Quinn Cook making his appearance, first appearance for Cleveland. At least he's available. So um, will New Orleans be able to recover, and how are things going to play out here with these new guys on Cleveland? You think Van Gundy's feeling some pressure? I would if I were him. This I mean, is completely seven unacceptable. Games, they're seven games under 500, and they look like crap. Awful. Game. Come out and of the quit. all-star break and lose by 30 at home to Minnesota? Unbelievable. But it, it, the body language was just so defeatist. They, I don't know. You know, I, here's the thing with this game. You know, it's, it's so hard to figure out. This is the toughest game on the slate. Now, it's a nice number, that, you know, 230 number. Both teams are not that great at pace, but they're horrible defensively. So because they're so bad, 22 and 29 defensively, I mean, you got to have some guys here, but it's all news dependent. I mean, you're not going to play Love 
or, you know, these guys that are just coming back, they're all going to be minutes restriction guys. But if Garland's out, I think Sexton is a must. I love Sexton. He's been smashing it. And, you know, but if Garland plays and all these new guys fit in the rotation, I'm not going to be as high. But I do like Sexton on that side of the ball. My concern, Andrew, and I, I want to get your input here, knowing Van Gundy is an old school guy and knowing that uh, they looked like absolute garbage in this last game, I'm just wondering if he shakes the pot a little bit and switches rotation or starts somebody else or somebody, and I'll just throw a name out there, like a Nikhil Alexander-Walker or Jackson Hayes. Or I can see him saying, all right, we need something to, to turn this around or we're going down the toilet. So that scares me. Yep. Not you know, And I know it's an early, the earliest game on the slate, one of the three early games. So we'll get some of that news on the starters. But it still doesn't mean guys like Steven Adams is secure or even Lonzo. You know, who knows? So I'm fearful of this game on the Pelican side until I see them regrouping a little bit. Um, Zion always has to be considered and certainly very – I think he's the most rosterable guy – Ingram is slumped. Yep. He just looks like he's lost out there. I don't think uh, he likes playing second fiddle to um, Zion. You know, he had the run of the show most of the time last year when Zion was playing three-minute bursts or whatever the heck Gentry was doing with him. So terrified to play uh, the Pelicans guys. It, wouldn't mind Zion if I had to. Cleveland is just going to be a whole new rotation um, you can look at Jared Allen, but he's too expensive. Colin Sexton in play for me if Garland sits. And I just, this one, you have to take a few Advil before you roster him. Yeah, it is tricky. And I agree with you with Coach Van Gundy in New Orleans. This could be a time to really try some extreme things here to get guys uh, to wake up because they were yeah. sleepwalking out there. So I, I don't trust guys like Ingram. He's forgotten what ceiling games are all about. Bledsoe was terrible in the last game. And then yeah. Zion and Lonzo just didn't quite get the minutes. Zion played 31 minutes. Nobody else played in the 30s. So they just mailed it in, played all the young guys late. Uh, and they obviously were regrouping, regrouping for today. So Zion yeah. probably would be the most playable for me as well. He is expensive. Uh, I, you know, I like the, the matchup for Lonzo. But like you said... Who knows what's going to happen? The guy that I think could benefit from what you're talking about would be Josh Hart because every time I see him play, he is hustling. He goes yeah. and hunts down rebounds. And if yeah. I'm Van Gundy and I see that we're 29th defensively, I need that guy out there getting rebounds. And yeah, he can spot up and make some shots as well. So at 5,000 on both sites, there's a guy you could play to try to take advantage. I think that's a, I think that's a great call. And just watching it, you can tell that he is probably the guy he trusts more than anybody else on that team and as far as, yeah. Yeah, and then he'll get long runs in the second half and sometimes finish the games and somebody is squeezed right. out like Bledsoe because he's yep. got to have him out there for rebounding and toughness. So I agree. There's one way you could go. On the Cleveland side, I'm, I'm with you on Sexton. I like him a lot today. I mean, how many times do we have to see wing guys just thrash New Orleans before we play those guys every day. And we usually do. I mean, you had Edwards in your hybrid lineup last night. Uh, yeah. He smashed it. Uh, even Noel, he's not really a wing oh player. Oh, my God. But he, he went crazy. He had a huge game. I mean, they just don't play defense on the perimeter. So you got you get a guy who can shoot at all. 
in that uh, combo guard, two guard, With, or small forward, yeah. you know, get him out there. So I like it's Sexton. almost unavoidable, you know. It yeah. really is. Uh, I like Jared Allen here also. I mean, yeah. with all these moving parts with Cleveland, he's the one guy kind of trust the minutes the most. Uh, but you can't play, you know, Joel Embiid here on on Fanduel if if you want to pay up there. So that's the decision to make. With all the other guys on Cleveland, I'm curious to see if Garland is out, who else starts? Could it be a guy like Damian Dotson? Could it be Quinn Cook? Probably not. I would think Dotson would start, but not necessarily. So, uh, again, it is a great, a very good thing that it's an 8 o'clock game. So we'll see at least who the starting lineup is, and that's going to depend on if I'll take a shot with any of these value guys. I, I would consider Dotson and Cook at 3500 on FanDuel if they're starting. Interesting that Cook is not available right now on DraftKings. So hmm. uh, if folks aren't paying close attention, they may not even – Notice that he's an option on FanDuel. Uh, and then I'm not going to play Love because he's been dealing with the calf injury, but I'll consider Larry Nance because he's been dealing with a finger injury. So his stamina should be fine, and yeah. he's a good price. Um, and we know that when he starts, uh, again, especially if, if he starts and Love is out, then yeah. I, I like Nance here maybe under the radar at a, at a decent price. I'll tell you one warning I want to give you, and I forgot to mention it. With Love getting minutes and um, Nance getting minutes, even though they'll be limited, they'll probably stagger. Even if they both get 15 minutes, that's 30 minutes. They're both tremendous rebounders, and that is going to hurt Jared Allen. Yep, it certainly could. Yeah. All right. Uh, Miami and <clears throat> Chicago. We we turn to 9 o'clock Eastern. Back-to-backs for both teams here. Miami uh, with a nice win over Orlando shorthanded Chicago got smoked by Philly and we've got a lower total here 220 and a half Miami favored by two and a half and we have Bam still out for Miami and everybody healthy with for Chicago and I mean everybody they've got a deep rotation now we avoided it yesterday and look at all these guys now I mean Laurie Markinen played pretty Crazy. solid minutes uh, that impacted Thaddeus Young's minutes Porter got 18 minutes. Temple, now coming off the bench, only had about 20. And then with the center position, Carter had 15, I think. Gafford and Cornette also got out there. So I'm not going to play any of those guys against Miami in their sixth-ranked defense. Right. Um, probably don't. Probably will fade Chicago completely. Uh, you know, White is a decent price, but I don't think I'm going to go there on this slate with point guards. Sadoransky is actually a value play you could look at. He's low 3K on both sites. And did you know, speaking of percentages, this year he's 53, 46, 91. Good so Lord. very efficient. He doesn't shoot a ton, but he got 24 minutes last night. So he's a guy who, who could pay off value. Now, the, the one guy that might sneak in there, only if it's the last man in, price-wise it would fit, would be Patrick Williams. Uh, 4,300 on fan do I like. I like that he, he still got 32 minutes with all those guys, but I don't like he only took four shots, and that's my problem with him. You can't get on you count you can't count on him getting 10 plus field goal attempts. And if he's dealing with trying to defend Jimmy Butler, you know, he might not have much left offensively here. So more than likely a fade for me on Chicago. With Miami, with Bam still out, the only two guys I'm probably going to look at are Jimmy Butler and Olenek again. 
just like yesterday, uh, Jimmy smashed. Olenek was very good. We we see how centers dominate uh, Chicago. We saw what uh, the, the both Philly guys did. You know, Bradley did well in limited minutes. Yeah, and he looked good. Dwight Howard smashed 18, 18 yeah. and 12. He had a huge game against him. So yeah, great call, by the way. You you guessed the minutes or projected the minutes mm-hmm. right dead on the nuts. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, and you had him in that lineup again. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that that one worked out. So I think Olenek is playable. Jimmy Butler playable, but probably can't get there if we go with uh, Russell Westbrook and Embiid. Uh, so this one will probably be limited exposure for me. Yeah, you know, I, I caught a piece of uh, a decent piece of the Chicago Bulls game in this last game, and I'll tell you, you can learn a lot. A coach speak and and the beat writers, you know, you got to follow, and, and those guys have great insight, but. If you listen to the announcers, they're the local announcers, you know, if you have the NBA uh, package. And the Chicago announcers uh, were giving some great insight, whether they meant to or not, uh, in talking about the Bulls in stretches of that game. And they were saying, talking about exactly what you alluded to, the depth, the fact that Donovan's trying to get a bunch of guys' minutes and they were almost saying they felt that there were a lot of these guys that were going to take steps backwards because of not being able to get in a rhythm, get the minutes they've been getting. Like uh, uh, Garrett Temple is a perfect example. He's been a decent value play at times because he's getting those low 30s minutes. Those days are over. So now you've got all these other guys that you mentioned, six, seven deep, and including Porter coming back etc that really kills the value plays on this team including Patrick Williams who I played a lot earlier that I'm just not interested in anymore with that heavy rotation the other thing they said that I thought was really interesting is that there was a stretch of the game where Levine who's superly super high priced uh was a little disconcerted out there and they said you know Lori referring to Lori marketing had taken shots three or four times in a row down the court and they said, you could see Zach, you know, needs the ball. And you got two alpha dogs as far as offensively with Markin and, and Levine. And they both want the ball. And it becomes a little bit of tug of war there. And, I, you know, you don't want to pay 9000 10000 whatever Levine is for a tug of war. And then you just wonder if Levine has a ball in his hands that much. And that is the case. How much is he going to give it to Markin? And so... I say all that to say I have no interest in Chicago in a game like this where they're playing a Miami team with a, a very slow pace at 26th and a top 10 defense. So even without Bam, they're still terrific defensively. So circle Chicago, keep an eye on them. I'll be fading those puppies for a while. Uh, on the Miami side, Butler's just a god. He's incredible. Uh, everything that he does out there. And we talked about it on the show yesterday. Who who is going to step up and get all that bam stuff, right. as we put it? And that's exactly what it was. It was, yeah, the Olenix and those guys. You know, they all pick up some because they get extra minutes. But who's getting down and dirty and getting the big rebound, the scoring, the bucket, the assist? Jimmy Butler. Buckets. That's right. And we pulled that yesterday on Basketball Reference and said, listen, don't chase Precious and all these guys. Go back, go to go to Jimmy because he's the one that's going to pick up that usage and those numbers uh, from Bam. And I think he'll do the same thing here. Uh, Chicago's defense, 18th, it's not been consistent. 
And, you know, it's the question is, can you afford him? Because Butler is expensive. But I think he's the, the lock washer play on that side of the ball. And I'm with you. Kelly Olenek remains fairly cheap. He's going to get the majority of minutes. Um, you know, limited ceiling, but at the price, if you know, if you feel comfortable he's going to give you 7X, it's hard to run from. But the problem is we have too many centers. So, you know, uh, he's not going to come into play for me on, on FanDuel. Or is he – yeah, he's not a power forward anymore. He's a center there. So, yeah, that, that kills you there. But you can on – DraftKings or Yahoo, where you can play multiple bigs. So he may come into play there. Uh, but they are going pretty deep on their bench as well. Even dusted off Haslam, for crying out loud, the other day, uh, or yesterday. And then Oak Paul is getting a decent run. So I'm not doing somersaults over this game. Uh, but if I can get Jimmy Butler in there and uh, Olenek on some of the sites, that's probably the only two spots I'll go. Yeah, and full disclosure, I did play uh, Precious in a couple lineups and uh, looked on with disappointment as he came out there, missed a couple free throws, and then Spolstra went to Silva and uh, Precious went back to the bench. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's Olympic. Was it Silva or ha- did Haslam play or am I dreaming? I was just pulling it up. I don't remember seeing that uh, that Haslam played. I know Silva, oh. I think Silva played 11 minutes. Okay. So he got the he got the run that I thought um, Precious was going to get. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Haslam didn't get out get out there yesterday. Okay. Well, they look. Uh, he looks a little bit like Haslam, you know, mm-hmm. Silva. Yeah. Just a little, <laughs> a little younger. Wait, he could probably be a son. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, next game at nine o'clock, we've got Orlando and San Antonio, two fifteen and a half total. San Antonio favored by six and a half, back to back for Orlando after that loss to Miami. A lot of news here with the Magic. We've got Ennis out, Fournier and Cole Anthony doubtful. I've got uh, Ross as questionable. And then with San Antonio, we have DeRozan out, Devin Vassell back in. And uh, we know that LaMarcus Aldridge is out as well, of course. So what do you have here? You know, this is 1B to the to the Cleveland uh, game of confusion here right. in this game. I mean, I'm I'm not crazy about this game. The total's bad. You know, the the pace isn't anything to write home about. Um, the defenses aren't really terrific. They're okay. I guess the the key factor is, you know, Aldridge is not going to play for the Spurs again, and without question, DeRozan is their highest usage player. So who's going to score the ball for San Antonio? Somebody has to do it, or is it going to be by committee? I mean, you can pay up and go for DeJounte Murray. I think that's safe. Keldon Johnson's getting more involved. Or you can go the cheaper routes, you know, with Lonnie Walker, different guys. Patty Mills always seems to get uh, finish games and, and, you know, get close. But no, nobody makes you jump out of your seat to me on that San Antonio side. But, you know, again, where is all of that scoring and usage going to go? Um, I would assume DeJounte Murray is is the best play, but he's he's a little more priced up than I would like. Um, Jakob Pertl, again, the center jam up really doesn't help matters here. So, you know, not thrilled there. On the Orlando side, Vuk's been an absolute monster uh, without question. But this is San Antonio, and they're going to slow it down. They're going to try to 
double them. And I'm sure um, that Doc has a, a few things, you know, or not Doc, Pop. but Pop has mm-hmm. a few things figured out to to slow him down. Plus, with Aaron Gordon being back, there were a couple times where Vuk was right there. He was going to get the rebound like he's been getting those to get to those 20 rebound marks. They basically have been letting him get them, get them. But Gordon goes after him like a maniac because he's also like the point forward kind of guy. So I saw him scoop some rebounds right away from Vuk. And the fact that he's back, I think I'm not paying that kind of money for Vukovic. Um, Gordon looks decent. He's going to be ease somewhat back in, though. I don't think he's going to get the monster minutes that you want uh, there. So, man, this I just don't like this game at all. It's It's a headache of... You know, just not being sure what's going to happen. But I feel like, and I think you'll give me the answer here, if I do want to play a spur, who do I play? And I think I we probably need to have somebody there. I think we probably do, but I, I'm with you in terms of the uncertainty there. I mean, Pop maybe hasn't even decided yet who he uh. wants to feature uh, so that may be unknown until game time, and oh, maybe. Man, you! I thought you'd have the. You're the answer, man. You're I try to just clip that right out there. I try to be the answer, <laughs> man. But with Pop, I've learned um, it's True. smarter you will to get popped. There don't you don't want to get popped. Um, yeah, it is fun to try to out pop Pop though. Every Good once luck in a while. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the thing about the Spurs that kind of surprised me is that their prices on DraftKings are, are attractive for all these guys that could step up. And recently it feels like it's been more often that on that way on FanDuel. But Derek White at 4,900 on DraftKings, yeah. I like that. Keldon Johnson, 4,800. He got 22 minutes in that game against Dallas. If he can step up and, let's say, get 28 minutes, then maybe this is his chance to really get back in the groove here um, with both of those guys out. I mean, it seems like... The, the red carpet should be out there for him. Got to go somewhere. Yep. Uh, Lonnie Walker, does he potentially start in place of DeRozan at 4,400 on DraftKings? Uh, and then Rudy Gay, of course, around 5K, uh, he could step up. He's had some decent games lately. With Orlando, uh, I'm probably not going to pay for Vuk uh, because of Embiid. And similar situation here with Michael Carter-Williams. Once again, too expensive for me on DraftKings, but under 5K on FanDuel, and he surprised me. Really paid off value against uh, Miami last night. Solid game. Yeah. So you you could go there for 4,900. Uh, Bacon was in all the winning lineups on DraftKings. He was. Yeah. And he played well too. He had a spin move that was just crazy good. Yeah. He's got talent. I was shocked. 15 shots, 32 minutes, 3,500 on FanDuel as a shooting guard. That's a guy that I, I probably will have to get a couple of shares of. That could be the sizzling pick of the day. Sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and then... Hey, I got a laugh. If I can get a laugh from you, Andrew, I know it's a badass joke. It is. Everybody's it is. shaking their heads thinking, shut up with the dad jokes. No, nah, right? I'm, I'm a tough crowd, so all props to you. You are the, the, the comedian in the group, the gift master. Uh, no doubt about uh, it. I wish I, I keep telling me that Andrew and, and you'll just keep out. Uh, you'll uh, it's see. True. No, I like it. I mean the, the <laughs> groundhog in, in the golf, he's my favorite. He's my all time favorite. You see my, my one yesterday, my, my guys were shooting bad though. I had the, I had the, uh, you know, 
guys not being able to throw in their clubs, bust in their clubs. Oh, right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I Uh, need a rally from my PGA guys, by the way. I hope they're listening right now. Right. One more value play here, potentially. Your man, Ken Birch. He's had a few duds here recently, but how about a guy who went 0 for 6 from the field yesterday and still basically paid off value? 17 fantasy points. Incredible. Although, he, when did he become my guy, Ken Birch? <laughs> oh, you've played him more than more than most. Earlier in the season, I have. he was when you he know, was more just, when he was more productive. You're right. Yeah. I was stuck in the in the Birch world there for a while, but yeah, I've 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 evolved. As the Pokemon world would say, I think I, I'm over Birch. Yeah, just just an amazing <laughs> line last night. Zero points, eleven rebounds. That's crazy. Uh, and he's minimum price on both sites, so so there's an option. Yeah. All right, let's move to the ten o'clock game uh, as we get ready for this. Two brains are better than one lineup. We have two games Uh-oh. left. Houston and Utah, uh, ten o'clock, and what a tough back to back for Houston. They get smoked by Sacramento on the road. Now they have to travel to Utah and they're going to be missing Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, as we mentioned at the top, mutually agreeing to part ways with the Rockets. So that relationship is over. And now we have John Wall and Oladipo questionable. Good Lord. Uh, Everybody. And it's a 17 point spread already. Yeah. And we don't even know those guys are out. (laughs) Yeah. And we've got everybody ready to go for Utah, just waiting to destroy another opponent. They're the Kings of blowouts this season. Um, so I was thinking that Wall would just sit that front end against Sacramento and come back and dominate the the ball here. Maybe Oladipo will sit this one out. So if they trade spots, you know, you could pay up for Wall. Um, but there is going to be some value with Houston that you could look at. I mean, it's a it's a very tough defense here. Utah's number three in the league. Back to back tough situation, but. With all these guys out, you have opportunity for Sterling Brown. Uh, how about Kevin Porter Jr.? Thirty-two hundred still on DraftKings after last night when yeah. he uh, was at thirteen five, and I mean he had a big game, huge, um, big minutes. Looked good to me. You know he's been crushing in oh, the G League. He's a phenomenal talent. He's, I mean Doss. He was Dawson's favorite player coming out of that draft. Literally, he. He talked Porter up like nobody's business, and so you know I know a lot about him. And again, it's the off the court, you know, horrible shenanigans that he gets involved in. But you watch him, man. You're right. His he's got elite uh, talent, no doubt. Yeah. So uh, probably going to have to lock him in on DraftKings at 3,200. Lot lot pricier on FanDuel at 49, but he's still playable. We'll see what that starting lineup's going to be. Um, and that's probably it for me on Houston. Um, Jay Sean Tate is another option, but he'd be uh, down on the list for me. Uh, probably just look at Porter, and we'll see what else is happening with that lineup. Over on Utah, uh, Rudy Gobert, I like here. Um, you know, how much can Patton do against him? Uh, we, we, you know, we saw, um, Holmes do well here against the what's left of the Houston Bigs. Yeah, uh, you know position scarcity is the the problem with Gobert, and then uh, you know the other guys for Utah I think are in decent spots. I wouldn't argue against a one off, but I, I don't have anyone in particular that I want to play. You know, some decent prices though for for those guys. Anybody jumping out for you? Well, I mean this game is a you know 
a dumpster fire. You know, the, who knows if if both of those guys are ruled out. If if Wall and Oladipo don't play, this may drift up to a twenty point spread. And when when's the last time you laid twenty points in the NBA? I, I don't remember the last time I did. Yeah, it's it's tough tough to remember, yeah, but they they crazy. might deserve it. Yeah, I no doubt. And so with that comes a question of minutes for anybody in this game. You know, I mean, it, it could just be a free-for-all. You know, they're up 45-16, and all of a sudden you could start rotating everybody around. So it's it's definitely avoidable, in my opinion. Yeah, I know some of the Utah guys have to contribute to the blowout early and, and get points there. You know, if Oladipo sits, that's the key guy I'm looking at here because – they're 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 trying to trade him like I guarantee you and I may do a paper guarantee that's how sure careful I, am. I know I guarantee you Houston trades him before the end of the deadline and they're playing him a lot of minutes even when it doesn't matter they were down 34 or whatever and he was in there shooting with two minutes left because they're they're looking to showcase and move him out so if he plays I think he's gonna hog the ball try to you know show out and he's not a bad play. Um, he's also good defensively. So, you know, that hurts on the Mitchell side. If he doesn't play, uh, you know, you could go Mitchell if you think he's going to smash the slate for himself in 25 minutes. I'm not willing to risk that because Mitchell's still at least fairly priced. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think more than likely the highest owned player on uh, DraftKings tonight will be Kevin Porter. 3,200, he's going to get big minutes. He is going to be a good DFS points-per-minute guy, and he's going to get blowout run as well as he's just getting into things. So you got to eat the chalk, I think, on this one, get Porter in there at the 3,200 and use that money to buy up somewhere else. So I'm I'm 100% on Porter. I like him on both sites. I have no problem paying up a little bit for him on FanDuel. Uh, I think I, I think if you look at the guys in his price range with the potential that he has, um, you know, and this isn't a guy that I'm chasing points on, uh, hence the earlier discussion, because I believe this guy has huge potential and just in being called up from the G League and getting his feet under him, I think you're going to see him with getting rid of everybody and starting younger guys. Houston's going to play and depend on him more and more uh, each game. So. I am on on that bandwagon for sure. Uh, and after that, I just I don't want to lay an egg here and get, you know, 21 minutes from Mike Conley or 24 minutes from Rudy Gobert where they're just going to be, you know, 3x or something like that in a blowout. So I know, you know, you can't count on blowouts, but if there was one this season that looked like it was going to be that way on paper, this is the one. Absolutely. All right. Let's hammer this last game so we can build our lineup. We've got Indiana against the Lakers. Much better matchup here. Lakers favored by four and a half. Uh, lower total though, two sixteen and a half. Front end of a back-to-back for Indiana. We're going to see Karis LeVert tomorrow, but not today. How about that? Yeah. Isn't that an awesome story? That's I am great. so fired up for that. That'll man. be wonderful. Uh, yeah. We are not going to see Mark Gasol tonight. He's out. So what are you doing yeah. with this last one? Uh, 217 total, not not exactly uh, ecstatic about it. You know, I don't want to pay up. I've mentioned at least three or four guys I'd like to pay up for. 
Not going to do it with a Sabonis, who's down, though, in price a little bit. So it's tempting, but not going to certainly do it with the probable LeBron James. Mm -hmm. So there you go. I joked about it earlier. We didn't have to mention probable, but it's so agitating. I figured I'd mention it. But, uh, you know, I just don't want to pay up for a game that I think can be held decently uh, under control. I mean, Indiana's now up to 13, Lakers number one. Uh, and the pace, 13 and 19, doesn't make you, you know, do somersaults. Um, you know, there's there's some different ways you could look. What I thought you'd mention Damian Jones because uh, Gasol's out. Do you have any interest in him? Um, possibly. Um, he smelled like an Andrew GPP for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe on DraftKings you can play two centers. Yeah, um, but I also, you know, like the potential of uh, of of Montrez Harrell getting bigger minutes. True. Um, True. So you know, not ultra thrilled about that spot right yet. Okay, uh, but I yeah, I think yeah, the rest of these guys have all been chipping in. You know, the Kuzmas and and everybody. So um, they're even Jared Dudley. They listed on the the list as probable. So <laughs> you know if. They're, if they're putting old JD on the list, it's it's getting a little thin. You know, uh, Schroeder has to face Brogdon D, which I respect. Indiana's depth is sort of wacky. And when they get Levert back, and I don't know when TJ Warren's coming back, and I know I talk about this like twice a week, but I'm just amazed at the talent this Indiana team's going to have and how the heck they're going to give people minutes. So, you know, We'll see how this rolls out. You know, Brogdon can certainly be considered. Sabonis at his reduced price can be considered. And uh, really just not that thrilled about this game. I think the, the defense is is solid enough on both sides that it's going to limit the ceilings a bit. Yeah, similar for me. Um, you know, like I said, Harrell's an option. Uh, Brogdon at 6,600 on FanDuel I think is a, is a solid opportunity to consider. But yeah. uh, I'll most likely have spent most of my salary before we get to this game. You'll be pinching pennies by the end of the That's night, right. huh? All right, let's see what we can do here. Two brains are better than one on FanDuel. We're going to build this GPP. Coach is going to go first. If there are changes later in the day, follow us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. We will try to announce those. But the best way to get all the changes throughout the night, in case there are some late edits that we do sometimes make, is to become a member so we'd love to have you join us. So go to DFSCoachDoc.com, pick up whichever membership you'd like. Or if you can make your first deposit on BetUS.com.pa, $149, our best offer yet. You get to use all that money on BetUS for your sports wagering needs, and you get a free membership with us until June 1st that covers all of our sports. So jump on that. Uh, just use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word. And then after you have signed up at BetUS.com.pa, Send us a message on Twitter, again, at DFS Coach Talk, and we will uh, get you into our Discord. That's where we give out our lineups 20 to 30 minutes before lock. And there Beautiful. Will be, if there are edits to this one, that's where we will put it. So, Coach, start us off. And I'm going to start us off right in what you just said. This could be an edit. So, you know, jump in Discord with us at DFS Coach Talk uh, or... Uh, you know, definitely follow us on Twitter in case uh, you, you're not in Discord. I'm going to go Russell Westbrook, but if, if Beal gets ruled in, then we'll probably switch. Yes, we will. 
And I'll go with Embiid. Let's just get those <clears throat> cornerstones get, in there. Spend all the cash immediately. Let's just spend it all and spend the rest now we of go this. To Mc, we have to go to McDonald's for lunch for the rest of this Let's team. get some value meals here. Uh, boy, okay. I was, I'm going to go, I want to save some cash here. We, uh, wow. I didn't think you'd that? be speechless after we went with our two I know, studs. I, we've, 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 been, we've been on since the beginning of the show. I know, but there's a few that are boom or bust, and I want it to be really solid here. Um, Give us some boom or bust. This is a GPP. That's true. We can go for the, the cash money. All right, let's just go Kevin Porter, 4900 Okay. And I'll I'll finish off our small forwards with the Burma bus guy that I like here, Larry Nance. Now, if Love is playing, then we're going to edit this guy as well. So, Coach, don't worry. If Love is okay. playing, we won't we won't go here. But let's get Larry Nance in there for yeah. fifty four hundred. Take advantage of this uh, bad New Orleans team. I am completely comfortable with that. Uh, I don't know if I can do it. Is there any possible way we can afford Colin Sexton, or am I dreaming? I think we can do it. All right, I'm going to take him, but we're going to have to scratch a little. Okay. Colin Sexton is the next pick. All right. So one value play that I mentioned that I think we can we can go ultra value here to try to help with your next pick. Let's put Ken Birch in there at 3500 Oh, my goodness, you're hilarious. Yeah. You just, you just try to get my ira up, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> Kem Birch, the old, the old reliable Kem Birch. Okay, you never know, man. That's what GPPs are. It's always a kind of Kem Birch guy that is in the, in the ultimate lineup that takes everything down. Uh, there's, I'm between a few guys. I know we're running short on time. I'm gonna go thirty-nine hundred dollar power forward, Moritz Wagner. Ooh, really? Against Embiid? Yeah, and here's the reason. I think that he'll get I don't I think he'll get run some of the time when the backups for Philly are in there. And I just I he's he's aggressive. And I'm not afraid of him using his six fouls. Hmm. Gutsy, huh? Mm-hmm. Who, who I bet you eight million people out there would not guess our starting power forwards were Ken Birch and Moritz Wagner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well. That you know, gives us some money. Yeah, it does. Um, the next guy I have in mind, let's see here. It, it is. Can Seth... I throw a name to you just and then and if you don't like it, you don't have to go with it. Yeah. What do you think of Dejounte Murray? Uh, I'd rather or Lonzo Ball. Yeah, I'd rather pay for a different spur okay. than uh, Dejounte. Uh, yeah, Keldon Johnson would have made some sense. Uh, he's he's probably the guy I would want to pivot to if we if we get off of Nance. Okay. Um, I I let's see. I I kind of want to put in Seth Curry here. Um, okay. Because we want to go against Washington's backcourt. Yeah, but I was going to take Shake Milton. So right. either way, uh, what does that leave you for point guard if we go with Seth Curry? Uh, how much is Curry? Hey, there it's he is. Five thousand. So that leaves me eighty-seven bananas. Eighty-seven. You want to get some John Wall out there, or some Jaw? Uh, I 
Yeah, let's go with Jaw. Okay. I, I, I bagged on him for his 22% three-point shooting, so you would think he's good for at least four threes tonight. All right, there it is. Russell Westbrook, John Morant, Seth Curry, Colin Sexton, Larry Nance, Kevin Porter, Ken Birch, Mo Wagner, Joel Embiid. There it is. We'll let you know if there's any changes. Woo! Thank you so much for tuning in on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team. I'm Andrew Hansen, and we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.